Welcome to the Nonprofit Hero Factor, a weekly live video broadcast and podcast where we'll be helping nonprofit leaders and innovators create more heroes for their cause and a better world for all of us. Ding. Ding. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Nonprofit Hero Factory. Every week, I try to find amazing guests who can help organizations do more with the resources that they have, who can activate more heroes for their causes, we say, through everything from web design and social media to digital fundraising. Today, I've got somebody who's at the intersection of several of those things and part of, well, the biggest movement in philanthropy maybe ever. Her name is Kathleen Murphy-Toms. She is the Director of Digital Strategy for Giving Tuesday, an organization I think a lot of us have heard about. The biggest philanthropic movement in history, Giving Tuesday leverages social media and a broad network of nonprofits, community activists, schools, brands, small businesses, and individuals to ignite a movement and global call to action to give. We talk a lot about calls to action. That's pretty much the central one that most nonprofits are interested in. It has uh, it has seen record-breaking engagement at every level of society, from some of the world's biggest celebrities and influencers to students, volunteers, and everyday givers. Kathleen studies the use of digital tools within social movements, particularly their use in shifting power, creating mass mobilization, instilling behavior change, and achieving global equity. Kathleen has coached thousands of social impact leaders and grassroots organizations from nearly every continent on how to not only generate funds for their cause, but to inspire and mobilize groundswell movements to create system, systemic change. She is an adjunct instructor. I could pronounce that word right. She is an adjunct instructor at New York University's Center for Global Affairs, where she teaches social change makers how to develop innovative content marketing and digital strategies to activate and engage new audiences. When I asked Kathleen her superpower, she said is it is navigating the tools that are worth the time investment versus those that just aren't. And with that, let's bring Kathleen onto the show. To hey, Boris, thanks for having me. It's always so a awesome pleasure. I know I, that- I was gonna is, say two days, two times in one week, we we're so yeah, lucky. We just had the webinar yesterday about the new program at NYU that you're a part of, that I'm super excited to be a part of too. Um, me too, we should talk about that. We should talk about that. Uh, but really, I want to focus on the thing that you do that you're a little bit famous for and super popular for at the, at the moment. You must feel like, you know, the bell of the ball because I'm sure you're in high demand. And I'm so glad that you have some time to talk to me and our audience today about Giving Tuesday. Giving Tuesday. It's coming in 15 Tuesdays, whether we're ready or not. Tell me a little bit about you. What's your story that wasn't in the very impressive bio that I stumbled through as best as I could? Sure. I mean, that's, that's the beginning of it. Um, I live on the south side of Chicago. I've lived here my entire life. We're known for community organizing and we're known for a certain president who was elected from here. Uh, I was a part of that campaign. I was a part of all of his previous uh, campaigns for Congress and Senate and all of that. Uh, I moved from the political campaign world into nonprofit. Uh, it seemed like a natural place for me to go. The skill set of convincing people to vote, convincing people to vote for your person, uh, uh, particularly online, uh, there was a place for me in the nonprofit sector. This was in the early days of the hashtag, right? I remember to this day clearly trying to convince people about 
yes, a hashtag is here to stay and here you need to use it. And yes, the Giving Tuesday is a hashtag. Um, moved into the nonprofit sector, focused mostly on teaching nonprofits about how to use digital tools and convincing them that social media was not going, indeed not going away. Uh, uh, and I've been blessed to be on the Giving Tuesday team for about three years officially, but before that I was a community leader. So when I, I brought Giving Tuesday to Illinois, I led Illinois' statewide Giving Tuesday campaign for all of the nonprofits in Illinois. I worked at my nonprofit regional association and we thought it would be a great opportunity for Illinois nonprofits to raise their profile, get involved in a global movement, raise some funds, raise some volunteers, all of those things. So I led. So I've been a part of the Giving Tuesday land for, I don't know, the whole time, pretty much. That's pretty cool. And I'm assuming it was fairly successful. Um, and now you are in-house on and the team. And now I'm in-house on the team. Um, can't imagine myself being anywhere else. This is possibly the greatest thing that I will ever do and humbled to be a part of it, really. I remember when hashtags first became a thing and explaining to people what a hashtag was or <laughs> why, it, why it's useful and, and where it even comes from as a, a computer science geek from back in the day, you know, yeah. what hashtags were originally for and, and yeah. now- Wait, is it Pound Giving Tuesday? Yes, it's Pound Giving Tuesday. <laughs> when you're entering it on your uh, touchtone phone, you hit Pound Giving Tuesday. No. So, I'm gonna make a shirt, Pound Giving Tuesday. Um, um, so, okay. Giving Tuesday has been around for nine years now, right? This is this is year number nine. This is How's it doing? Nine. Can you give us some stats? So I think everybody knows this story by now. This thing started as a day for anyone, anywhere to give. We said, uh, okay, you got Cyber Monday, you got Black Friday. What does it look like if we create a day uh, that flips that narrative on the head, that people can do the reverse of that consumerism behavior. And maybe the original idea was like, hey, maybe people will take a little bit of their savings on Black Friday and Cyber Monday and throw it toward the nonprofit sector. And it morphed into something so much bigger than that. Um, it was novel in the way that the team designed it because they hoped that people would grab it and take it somewhere new. And that's exactly what people did. The thing that supercharged Giving Tuesday was these small communities, families, people all over the country and eventually around the world saying, I'm going to make this part of my annual tradition. And I think the most interesting thing about Giving Tuesday as we watched it grow is that from the very first days, this was a story about other people stepping up and raising their hand and saying, I want to make this idea better. Um, so countries started calling. Uh, this was born out of the 92nd Street Y in New York. Countries uh, would call and say, hey, can we take this idea? I was one of them uh, in Illinois. And then the UK called and Canada called. And Henry Timms and Asha Curran said, yes, absolutely. Take this. Here's the logo files. You can do whatever you want with it. Um, 70 countries later, 
70 official country movements later, when we when we look at the data uh, on the other side of Giving Tuesday, there's actually activity in every single country and territory on earth. Last year was the first time that actually happened. Um, we'd been watching that grow. And last year was the first time we've been ever actually technically able to say there is something happening, Somebody, whether that's somebody tweeting about their favorite cause, whether that's somebody sharing on their Instagram that they did an act of kindness in every single place on earth, including space. Uh, Stephanie Koch, the astronaut, tweeted from space about how much, why she loves Giving Tuesday and how she'll be participating. And it's just the coolest thing in the That's world. That's amazing. You it announced is. extraplanetary movement. Right. Um, <laughs> And the thing that's more inter most interesting for me about this whole concept is it's not just about fundraising. This is a movement that people all over the world are leveraging. Uh, and it's a it's nonprofit's opportunity to tap into that and to, to focus that energy toward their own cause in a myriad of different ways. So Giving Tuesday celebrates absolutely all acts of generosity that you could ever imagine and encourages all of that. It's not just about fundraising, contrary to most of the questions that I ever get asked about Giving Tuesday. Um, the most successful nonprofits on Giving Tuesday are actually asking their current supporters to activate for them in other ways and asking new supporters to come into their mission in other ways. Can you volunteer for me? Can you help me get ready for my Giving Tuesday campaign? Can you join our junior board? Can you join with us and we're gonna create a pop-up grocery store for homeless folks on Giving Tuesday? People want to give desperately, and we'll talk more about this in a little bit, especially now in the whole world is it on fire literally in some cases um and we are in crisis mode and people want to give during crisis okay. it's the one thing that they want to do you know i want to get into all of that and i love that there are so many different things that people can use giving tuesday to activate their supporters but let's back up just a second because um i think you are aware that there's people out there and i'm on some facebook groups for for nonprofits and people are asking, is Giving Tuesday even worth it anymore? You're nine years in, it's super popular, super buzzy. Is it too noisy for nonprofits to get involved at this point? No, that's the entire point. Now, Giving Tuesday, it's up to your nonprofit. You are welcome to participate in Giving Tuesday. We're not on a mission to ask every single nonprofit in the world to participate in Giving Tuesday. That's not what we're here to do. We're here to create a movement of excited donors who want to do something on this day. And that is your choice if you would like to enter into that opportunity or not, uh, or leverage the movement in whatever way that you want to. That's the thing about Giving Tuesday. You can be creative and you should be creative when you're developing your campaign. The noise, uh, so no, it's not too noisy <laughs> because you're not trying to compete with everyone who's using the Giving Tuesday hashtag. And if you're trying, if that's what you think you're doing, you're doing it wrong. Um, what you're supposed to be doing on Giving Tuesday is mobilizing your current supporters. That's who you're fighting against. The average person does not is not subscribed to 800 nonprofit newsletters like Boris, I know you and I are. A and every other nonprofit development director that I know is subscribed to 
everyone's nonprofit newsletter because they're trying to get ideas. They're trying to collaborate with each other. That's just what we do as fundraisers. The average world citizen that is not the case at all. They are not hearing about Giving Tuesday in their inbox 800 times a day like you are as a fundraising director. So I always try to remind folks of that. It's, this is not as noisy as I think you think it may be. Um, and then you're not out here to be capturing people who are browsing on the Giving Tuesday hashtag. You are out here to be mobilizing your current supporters to go out and get word out to their followers about why they might get involved in your in your Giving Tuesday campaign. Peer-to-peer fundraising on Giving Tuesday is probably one of the most effective campaign strategies, if not the most effective ca- campaign strategies. So that's where you're asking your current supporters to, hey, will you run a Facebook uh, fundraiser for me will you run uh, on whatever platform you want by the way uh, you don't have to do this on Facebook you can do use whatever peer-to-peer fundraising platform you currently use um, and get and go out there and ask your friends and family members to get involved uh, in your mission you're not it, it, there's there's no noise there, there's no noise so that makes total sense and I think what a lot of people are seeing as noise, is the the in another word groundswell yeah. of activity that is becoming audible and i think that's fantastic because what it should be doing hopefully is reminding people oh yeah this is a day of giving what are the organizations that i care about so it's on it's on the news and it's not like oh now i'm gonna go surf the giving tuesday hashtag there are them. only three days of the year where folks are actively looking for organizations to support it's Giving Tuesday, and then the last two days of the year when they're trying to get their IRS, whatever it is that they get here in the United States, their tax break. Um, so on Giving Tuesday, this is more of a joy. They're, they're looking to give out of joy. And that's why it's one of the reasons we invented this day. You come to tax day at the end of the year, and people are just plain like, that's not exciting to be writing a check and sticking it in the mail in order in order to achieve your tax benefit. Uh, What's more exciting is to give in a joyful way. You're giving with the entirety of the rest of the world uh, to be a part of something bigger than yourself. And it's amazing. So you mentioned the end of year uh, tax breaks, which, you know, you could be donating at any time and get the same tax break throughout the year. Yeah. Yeah, But, you know, procrastinators. Of course. Everybody everybody waits until the last two days of the year. Absolutely. I understand. Um, I'm, you know, one of my other titles is procrastinator in chief around here. But um, the question does come up then, well, are people going to see our Giving Tuesday campaign, give us something on social media, and then feel like, well, I gave it the office, so to speak, and now neglect us at the end of year with their maybe bigger donation? Yep, constantly. Um, the, the, The basic answer to that is that does not happen. So, uh, the longer the longer answer to that question is that Giving Tuesday operates a data department. I don't know that folks know about this. We're humble about it. We don't talk about it nearly enough, but we operate the data comments. It's the, as far as I know, only uh, philanthropic collaborative collaboration like this that's ever existed. Um, it's the way that we come up with the Giving Tuesday total at the end of the year. We 
have organized, not me, my colleague Woodrow, who runs this entire beautiful operation, has organized every single donation platform, nonprofit donation platform here in the United States and hundreds of others throughout the world. So these are your classies, your Blackbots, your Network for Goods, your Give Lively, every QGive, GiveGap, all of them uh, are in a Slack group. They talk to each other, they collaborate on things, uh, and most importantly, they give us their data all of it aggregated and scrubbed. It's anonymized. I don't literally have your donors information. It's all aggregated, I promise. But we have that for not just Giving Tuesday, we have that for the entirety of the year. So what that empowers us to be able to do is absolutely immense. Uh, we can study everything from this exact question about does Giving Tuesday cannibalize? It does not. Uh, in fact, Giving Tuesday is additive. We're seeing trends where folks are giving more at the end of the year because they they gave a gift first on Giving Tuesday and then they receive that end of year appeal and they just plain give again. It's, uh, I don't know what else to say about it. It, it does not cannibalize end of year. Um, the other thing that we're finding is that folks who give first on Giving Tuesday stick around lo for longer and longer periods of time than someone who gave for the first time on some other random different day of the year. Uh, they're just inherently more engaged. It's just the type of person who participates in Giving Tuesday. We're, we're still studying this phenomenon about why exactly this is, but these are the kind of folks who are more likely to sign up for your monthly giving. They are more likely to uh, respond to your ask to come out for a volunteer project. They are more likely to join your junior board and get more and more actively engaged in your cause. Um, it's amazing. I <laughs> could go on forever about this, but the opportunity for participating in Giving Tuesday is absolutely immense. So I think that's uh, amazing, first of all, that you have that kind of data. Is that publicly available somehow? Can we find it? Mostly, yes. Uh, if you go to givingtuesday.org, there's a, a menu item called data and insights. There's two sections. We also collect academic research on everything related to generosity, not just fundraising, but volunteerism, uh, mutual aid, all of civil society things. Uh, and then we have a whole data hub. That's amazing. I'm definitely going to find it's, that. It's, and it's really nerdy. If you don't see me for a month, that's because I'm playing with your data. Uh, <laughs> Boris, that's, I can't even click on it because I go down a rabbit hole every single time. I've had to ban myself from clicking on uh on the data, it's absolutely incredible. There's there's working groups who work on all kinds of different things. There's a workplace giving work group. There is a crowdfunding work group. Uh, there's a DAF holders work group. We do a lot of other things outside of just pulling off this annual day that we do. It's okay. cool. So I'm sold. <laughs> I, I mean, I have been actually wrote articles about Giving Tuesday. Like, oh my God, so many years ago. But, yeah, um, and we appreciate you. You're one of our. <laughs> you're one of the folks who helped mobilize and mobilize and start this anything whole thing. Could, and anything I could do. I mean, that's my goal. But all right, let's say that the listeners, if they weren't already sold on on trying to do a Giving Tuesday campaign or haven't been doing them previously, that they are now. All right, we're all in. What Everybody's should we in. be doing? How do we make this the best effort, the best use of our time? Everybody is strapped for time. It's one of the 
least uh, appreciated resources that nonprofits are overstretched on. How do we maximize our time and maximize this campaign to get the most out of Giving Tuesday? All right, a few things. Don't invent a completely separate campaign than your end of year campaign. The like most successful nonprofits are using Giving Tuesday as a launching point into their end of year campaign. So don't waste your time coming up with a completely different call to action, a completely different storyline, new, completely different graphics. There's no reason for that. Just kick off your end of year campaign on Giving Tuesday and run it the entire month of December. Uh, tip number two is to, if you haven't already, send your supporters a save the date email and in that email put a calendar invite literally a calendar invite um, folks are busy especially now and if i don't know about you but if it's not in my calendar it is not happening at all so you you, you might send different calendar invites to different parts of your audience if you're sending it to your general supporters you might put your donate link in that calendar invite so when they get the notification on their apple watch they can go on their phone and hopefully your mobile donation page is mobile friendly um yeah. that that's probably tip number three actually optimize everything you have for mobile and if you don't have time to do that you might think about just using a one of the facebook fundraisers or an instagram fundraiser or something like that just so, so that folks can easily give on their phone um if you're you might send a, a calendar invitation to your board members that includes copy pasteable social media and a reminder that says like, hey, can you copy paste this into your Twitter today or your LinkedIn today to help remind your folks uh, to give on Giving Tuesday or whatever it is that your call to action is for that particular group. Um, calendar invite is the number one most effective tool to use on Giving Tuesday, hands down. Um, if you have SMS or like mobile messaging, text messaging, at your disposal, that's probably the second best. As you are well aware, the open rate on a text message is something like 90%. Um, and the click-through rate on those are pretty amazing too compared to things like email and social media. So if you have that at your disposal, you're still early enough, you can investigate that now, hopefully. Um, I use community for our text messaging. I love it, it's great. I want to say give lively and there's a couple of other platforms that have like mobile giving, which is a little yeah. bit different than the community portal that I use. Big fan of mobile, big fan of text messaging. Mobile is definitely uh, sticking around and has yeah. taken over the web traffic and it's slowly, if not that slowly actually, taking over in the giving space as well. We're just on our phones all the time. It's exactly. the easiest place to reach us. It's also the easiest place for us to take action. The more you can channel us there and make it frictionless for us to give, the, the better it is. So let me just recap. You said first use this as the launch of your year-end campaign, not an entirely separate campaign, which also saves a lot of bandwidth and work in the first place. Which Absolutely. Great. Uh, the second thing you said was to send a calendar invite. Again, great idea. When you first shared this with me a, a couple of weeks ago, I think I thought that was brilliant. Why isn't everybody doing that? I, and, I know. I'm on a personal mission to get everyone to do this. And you could be absolutely segmenting it. So if you know ahead of time that people who are going to do a Facebook uh, yes. fundraiser, 
then then you could be sending them a reminder. Okay, you're going to launch today, and you're going to say this right here's here's some sample text, which I also do all the time. You know, get, make it super easy. Yes. Just copy paste this. Put your name in here if you want to, or or you know, fill in the blank. But here's what you're going to say, and go 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 right. Yes, yes. You, you, that's like a blanket statement. You have to make it as easy as possible for anyone that is helping you out in your Giving Tuesday campaign for yeah. supporters, for the people who are volunteering to get out there and fundraise for you. It has to be easy as pie. That everybody has to have copy pasteable emails. Uh, I, I will make people a toolkit. And I think I have some of this actually prefabbed toolkits that you can customize and then share out to your peer-to-peer -peer fundraisers with all of this, like sample social media posts, a sample email that they might send to their friends. Um, we try to shortcut everything for y'all. That's that's amazing. And we will find those. We will link them in the show notes because everybody should at least- GivingTuesday.org. Everything's at GivingTuesday.org. Absolutely. Um, and then there's uh, the resources section. I know you've got uh, some special things for, for nonprofits there. We're going to drive as many people there as we can to to get their campaigns going. Um, and then uh, the thing about mobile optimization, of course, when um, behavioral scientists, uh, behavioral economists a few years back, more than a few now, were doing research on how to get people to take action, the traditional uh, philosophies of carrot and stick uh, methodologies, they realized, okay, yeah, those work somewhat, but actually the most effective thing is to remove as much friction as possible to the yeah. path you want people to take. It's yes. almost like if you think about a river, uh, you know, water will cut through the softest rock. It's not gonna go, oh, I have to go this way, therefore I'm gonna burrow through the granite. No, no, I'll go through the softer sediment instead. Same thing with the way that we behave as human beings. Make it the default, make it the easiest thing possible. And as long as we don't disagree with it and don't have an issue with it, we're gonna go in that direction. Yep, I. That's. we've got time now. So I hope that nonprofits are looking at their donate pages right now. You've got time to fix it if it needs fixing. Um, I don't know that folks go through their own donation process often enough. I would like to advise folks to do that at least quarterly because st stuff changes on the back end of some of these donation platforms and they don't tell you. And it's a good habit to get into. Just donate a dollar to your own organization every once in a while just so you can experience what the donor experiences when um, when it comes to Giving Tuesday and you want them to take action immediately, you have to create as least space as possible between the thing that motivated your person to click on that donate mm -hmm. button versus getting them to actually submit their credit card number information. So these these donate pages, they kill me. The ones that ask for the mailing address, the ones that ask for t-shirt size, the ones that ask for I, yes. A whole host yeah. of other 30 fields later, and then you've lost me. I have to go tend to these children. I have to cook my dinner. The phone has rung. I, you lost me. I'm sorry. And I also might not, I might appreciate what you're doing and want to donate to it, but I might not trust you enough yet with all my personal information. Yeah. Uh, I, I've fought with nonprofit leaders about including a phone number field. No, I have to call them all. Okay, sure. Can you follow up later maybe and yes. say, hey, we would love to, to be able to communicate with you in other ways. Can we please have your phone number? Meanwhile, perfect. get the donation. Yes, perfect opportunity to touch that person again a couple weeks later and get them re-engaged in your mission. Um, so I am a fan of as least as possible. If you can figure out how to get Apple Pay 
uh, so that I can just double click and it automatically inputs my stuff. Yeah. That's ideal. Yeah. And the whole thing about going through your funnel, your, your donate funnel, um, every quarter or so, I think is great, not just to see how frictionless it is, but also the full donor experience shouldn't stop there, right? It should right. go on afterwards. And when you talked earlier about these folks who are giving again at the end of the year, maybe even giving more, well, the question is, what did you do with them between the time they gave for Giving Tuesday and the time that you asked for your final end of your uh, request? If you gave them some positive reinforcement, if you gave them some more stories, if you made them feel more involved, if you asked them for their input and made yep. them feel like a valued member of the community, you've increased their stake, they're going to then increase their desire to give more, to, to make it a stronger organization and help you succeed on your mission. Because it's your group mission now. It's not just, oh, that's what that organization is doing. It's, look at me, I'm doing this. Yes, Boris, that that's it. <laughs> Nailed it. I'm preaching to the to the choir at the moment, Nailed but hopefully it. there are organizations that do need to hear this and can think about this. Uh, last week, I had um, a, a guest on here who he's all about the thank you follow ups. And it's so underutilized and, and under yeah. uh, performing for, for everybody. The, the relationship only starts at the first donation. Yes. Yes. All right. Yes. Exactly. Nailed it. This is about building a movement for your mission. This is not about simply collecting $5 donors and then not talking to them again for until next Giving Tuesday. So Giving Tuesday is uh, a, the kickoff day, let's say, for the end of your campaign. Yep. If we haven't started planning yet for how to do that kickoff? Is it too late or what should we be doing right now? No, I should hope that everyone's starting to think about their end of year campaigns. Uh, my goodness. If y'all aren't, you need to do that today. Um, where to start? Um, that calendar invite for starters. Um, figuring out what you're going to do. What is your story going to be for your end of year campaign? How are you going to speak authentically about your mission? How are you going to set a goal? First of all, I think that's another underutilized tactic. The nonprofits who have the best Giving Tuesdays are almost always the ones who set some sort of clear, smart, tangible goal for not only their Giving Tuesday campaign, but their end of year in general. Whether that's, I want to get uh, X number of new donors, I want to sign up however many number of people for my monthly giving, I want to uh, sign get signups for volunteers, whatever it is, put a number on it, give yourself a bar and work toward that. Do you make those numbers public? Yeah, I do. I mean, we don't for Giving Tuesday because we never want to make a guess about what Giving Tuesday is going to do because we never go. We never, we never know. Uh, but for nonprofits, absolutely. It gives your folks something to rally behind yeah. and some motivation and to see a little bit of the impact. Absolutely. So I, I always like to talk about, you know, what are the metrics that need to be gauged to know whether or not you've succeeded, to know whether or not it <clears throat> whether or not there's something you can learn and, and how you could do better the, the following year. Um, but also, you know, it's this concept that I think really took off publicly when crowdfunding first became a big thing. Oh. You set a goal 
suddenly people see that goal and they see that you're trying to get there and that there's other people supporting it. There becomes this groundswell effect. And now, oh, help us cross that finish line is such a powerful motivator for people who believe that some of them actually come back in crowdfunding campaigns and donate again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Have you seen this Quentin Quarantino fundraiser? No. It's absolutely mind-blowing. So Quentin Quarantino is this Instagram influencer. Uh, He... It got popular making memes about all kinds of funny things over the high quarantine times, right? Um, he started a fundraiser to get Afghanis, refugees, out of Afghanistan and into safe places, and particularly the people who are like human rights activists, LGBTQ activists, the people who really need to be out of that country right now, had set a goal for like $500,000, I think it was. That's ambitious. Raised 16,000 of it in the first like couple of minutes. It is now it's currently at 6 million dollars. It's been 2 days. Uh and exactly what you said, I think people see this, they want to be a part of this groundswell movement and you scrolling through, you can see people giving giving again and giving more. It absolutely blows my mind every time I see it even though I know for fact that this is effective fundraising and that it happens and that people are genuinely, that's our humanity. The one thing that all of humanity shares is our want and our need to be generous, but it still blows my mind every single time. We have a need to uh, solidify our place in community and to give uh, back. It's part of the social contract that, uh, you know, we want to be perceived as good, but we also want to reinforce good out there. So there is this uh, need for generosity that's baked into our DNA in a lot of ways. And that's exactly the Giving Tuesday magic. We have this need to, we want to post about our generosity. We want to share it with the world. And it just creates this groundswell and tornado and a hurricane of generosity. And it's amazing to see every single time. Okay. I know you've got a lot going on and I know every nonprofit who's hopefully listening to this, if they weren't already busy thinking about their year in campaign, hopefully their brains are spinning right now. So I want to ask you, uh, besides the tools that we know are up on Giving Tuesday and some of the ones that you mentioned that we're going to link to in the show notes, are there any other tools or books or anything that you recommend nonprofit leaders be thinking about or reading right now? Um, I've been consuming the entire community-centric fundraising website. I think it's phenomenal. It's so very Giving Tuesday. It's about how can we take a community-centered approach to our fundraising. It's all of the things that we just talked about. Community first. Uh, How can we involve folks together to give back toward our mission and center that? Um, It's amazing. All great, super great resources. Um, What else have I been consuming? If you haven't read our book, Giving Tuesday has a book. It's called New Power. Henry Timms wrote it. It's amazing. Highly recommend that too. Um, What else? And follow us on social because we post about all of these things. We post about generosity in the rest of the world and tips that you can glean from the rest of the world and collaborate and innovate with everyone else. So please, if you're not following our social, you should. If you're not on our email list, you absolutely should be there. Make sure you flag yourself as a nonprofit so that I know to send you the weekly what you should be doing for your Giving Tuesday campaign email, which will start soon. Not yet. In a couple of weeks. I need to, I need to make that. 
Well, thank you so much for all of this brilliant insight and and passion that you have for, for doing what you do. It's fun to see your face light up as you're talking about this because you're so into it and, and you know the power of it yourself. You you grew, grew up with it, if you will. And, yeah. and now you're you're helping spread that uh, joy and that, that power. So it's amazing. Um, we will, of course, like I said, link to all of this stuff. If people want to get in touch with you or connect with you, is there a way that you prefer for them to do that? At, at Giving Tuesday. I am the person who operates that handle. I get back to you right away. Fantastic. Kathleen, thank you so much for your time today. Um, I think maybe we'll even check back in with you because there's more things that I, I want to talk to you about. But maybe after Giving Tuesdays over, we could, you know, get together again to talk about, okay, totally. now that that's done, what do we do next? Yep. How do we follow up with that and how do we prepare for next year? So Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, let's do that. Awesome. Thanks again, Kathleen. And thank you, everybody, for joining us today for the Nonprofit Hero Factory. I've had a great time talking. I hope you had a great time listening. Please check out the show notes for all of the different tools that Kathleen referenced. And of course, subscribe. Give us a review so that more nonprofit leaders like you can discover people like Kathleen and the work that we're trying to do here to activate more heroes for your cause. Thank you, everybody. Thank you all for watching and listening to the Nonprofit Hero Factory. We hope this episode has given you some ideas and strategies for creating more heroes for your cause and a better world for all of us. Please be sure to subscribe to this show on YouTube, Facebook, iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. And let us know what you think by leaving a review.